Well, we're fucking going with your bad attitude again. Great. Hey, welcome to another episode of Recovered AF Podcast. My name is Aaron. I don't have a tape measure, but I'm sitting at least, I'd say, eight feet away from Kyle. Is that right? Yep. In this fucking air trap of a dungeon we call a podcast studio. I'm staying this far away from you because I don't want your bad attitude to rub off on me. Well, that's probably a good idea, Kyle. Not so worried about Corona with you. Yeah. More just your negative outlook. That makes sense, Kyle. Most of the time I spend most of my days a little bit working and a little bit daydreaming about punching you in the fucking face. (laughs) That's how it works for me. That's how my days are spent, bro. Did you say this is a podcast in the name of it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's a podcast. It's called Recovered AF. Uh, I think it's widely known that AF usually stands for as fuck, in case you were wondering. Nailed it. Um, And that's that's language we get from our literature, but that doesn't mean that we are uh, affiliated with... As fuck comes from our literature. No, no, recovered. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was like, dang, dude. No, I've never seen... that page. I haven't seen as fuck in the literature. Yeah. Uh, but the word recovered is in the literature, yeah. And a lot. So, yeah, a lot, right. And But that doesn't mean we're affiliated with those 12-step groups. Why don't you explain that to these... Fine people? Yeah, I was going to say eight yeah. people, but it's not eight. But it, y'all sons of bitches are trapped. Get to listening. God. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your boyfriends. We know everything. We're the smartest fucking two people alive. But basically, what did you want me to tell them? Oh, the, oh, the disclaimer. disclaimer that we're not affiliated we're not. with those writers of the literature and dis- distributors of the literature. I think you just told them. The keepers of the crown. We are not affiliated with them. What we are is two individuals that talk about whatever co- goes on in our lives. Aaron and I both have uh, taken the 12 steps. That doesn't mean we're spokespeople or representatives for them. Aaron usually does a cool analogy about grocery stores or something that yeah. doesn't make much sense. But, but that like analogy it. is empty these days. <laughs> <laughs> Shelves are empty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Nailed it, huh? Oh, boy. It's going to be an interesting day. But mostly what happened was Kyle and I both wanted to start a podcast because we like podcasts and we like listening to podcasts. And Kyle's like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, I was just thinking about I wanted to start a podcast when we were like, but what do what like what our podcasts that we enjoy are already taken that's how we know. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're already being done. What what do we what could we do? Yeah. And we're like, well, we're both in a 12-step recovery. Yeah. Let's talk about that. And then what it, well, I think our goal was to talk about how to live life um in a way that we can enjoy it and we get to participate and do things that um maybe goes against the common narrative of people that are yeah, yeah. Not drinking or using drugs anymore. Yeah, right, right. The recovery is hard. Wah, wah, wah. It's a battle every day. Wah, wah, wah. Like, I don't know, man. I know a lot of people that are fucking winning. Exactly. Absolutely killing it. So we are like, let's get... So we were like, let's get those people on the show. But then we got, what, our, into our... Well, Kyle sort of interviewed me about my story the first episode. Then I sort of interviewed Kyle. And then we were scheduled to have somebody on the third episode and... Uh, it was my cousin, and she had um, some about with some bad spinach. <laughs> and so then we were like, "Well, we we have to do one." So then we we just talked, and people were like, "Oh, that wasn't the worst thing ever." And so we were like, "All right." And then we realized scheduling guests every week was really difficult. And so then we so then we were like, "All right, well, we'll just you know we'll just do one every week, and if we don't have a guest, we'll just talk." And mm-hmm. then. And then some of our podcasts, like Joe Rogan, he has uh, MMA podcast. He has a wide variety of guests. So then we were like, well, we could do like other shit too, like talk about you know individual steps. Or we've had people that aren't twelve step people on the podcast, and so yep. 
Now, if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, now you've had a brief summary or a not so brief summary. Yeah, exactly. And so what are we talking about today, dude? Staying the fuck away from me. Eight feet away, away from me. From Aaron's bad attitude. Yeah. What's uh what's life like right now, dude? Well, it's it's interesting. I you know, here's what ha- here's what's going on. Um I I realized at some point, I don't know, over the course of the last two weeks, because two weeks ago I was like, "Hey man, I've got this wonderful twelve-step program, and I've uh, I can match uh, I can match calamity with serenity and all these things." And then and then I freaked the fuck out and became full of fear. And then somewhere in there I realized that um, my perception of reality is not reality, and my perception of what is happening is not what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's just two worlds existing, what's really happening, and then my perception of that. And and my perception is that the world's closing in on me, and uh, and the reality is that my life is largely unchanged, fortunately. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say that. Um, I want to say that with all respect to those who have been affected are, and are being affected greatly. I was in a, in a and I was Zoom meeting yesterday with some people. I don't think it was technically a meeting. I think I'll, I know all of those people are in twelve step recovery, but there was nothing read and nothing stating it was a meeting or anything. That's cool. It was more like an informal online gathering, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And uh, some of those people were uh, their lives are being dramatically affected by the coronavirus. Oh, I bet. And they were handling it with a lot of grace and a lot of dignity. So when I say that my life's largely been unaffected by what's going on, I don't want to say that. Um, with indifference or uh, lack of concern, because I know a lot of people are being affected greatly. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, so that's what I've got going on. So the reality of my situation is, as uh, it has, as 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 of right now, I, I still get to go and 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 go to work every day, and got that is an absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. I never knew I loved my job so much until I thought the <laughs> the alternative being stuck in this house is not cool it's one thing being on vacation where i can go and do whatever i want do you know go out and it's one thing when there's not a lot of options so when you're forced to just chill at the house yeah or so largely at the house yeah. the weather's gonna be a little nicer today we're gonna take the dogs for a walk and then i'll go for a run or vice versa the orders on those nice dude and then uh and then and then that so like uh, i don't know this is my thing um i've been i'm I'm one of the lucky ones for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I don't know what the right, I don't know what the right perspective is. The perspective keeps changing, but I just know like, you know, you're talking about the, 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 uh, I don't know if it's a Zen philosophy, but like there's not your, you know, your view of what happened and my view of what happened. There's only what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, um, just trying to figure out what that is and then get back and get back and, and cause what happened too is like, um, I was talking about this yesterday at the informal online gathering that, you know, like, um, I was really doing, I was really getting locked in on the evening review in the morning meditation Mm -hmm. and, uh, slowly a little by little that started to unwind a little bit. And so it, it's just like, uh, self just starts to manifest. I don't know, man, there's a connection that happens when I do those things and awareness like we talked about last week. Yes. Anyway, I'm just trying to figure it all out and um, I'm counting my blessings at the same time with having some, mm, I don't know if empathy or, or I don't know, just regard for my fellow humans that are just fuck man. You know, if you're working in certain industries, your life is really uncertain right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Or, uh, or if you know somebody that's been a, infected directly by the illness and i think that's probably the thing that i took 
lightly wasn't necessarily the virus itself i was like you know but the overall impact that it's had mm-hmm. on everything else that's i feel bad for the people affected i guess for sure dude so anyway um but you you posted this morning that was good timing on that post hopefully you've already seen that post and you're like oh i forgot those two assholes were alive wonder what they're talking about today well they're talking about kyle uh setting a goal to run a half marathon and then uh despite the current world situation going ahead and accomplishing that goal how'd that feel was that nice or what it was man yeah and i wasn't gonna post anything just because i i don't really like to and megan was like why are you not posting it it's kind of cool so i was like all right i fucking will so but um yeah it's cool man i mean uh it was kind of snowy on Friday. It was shitty. I did it on Friday. It was kind of snowy and shitty. The last few miles was pretty shitty. And it was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do the thing. I don't like being a person that says I'm going to do something and not do it anymore. And so I was like, I'm going to go for it. And then, yeah, it was good, man. I enjoyed it. And um, I don't know. It's nice to, I'm really grateful that I've gotten into exercise and running again recently. Cause I think I would be losing my mind if I wasn't just cause, um, my work, I'm largely in my office. I've been trying to work from home in the afternoons, you know, so I'm not nearly as active as I typically am. So it's been nice. I've been running every day to just get some energy out. You know, I think it's yeah. it's been really helpful. So and I'm grateful that we are in a place where that's still doable right now, you know. so Yeah, fortunately, they're still the outside and we're not stacked on top of each other, like, you know, 20 million strong. And yeah. we have room to get out. Yeah. We have a fuck ton of room to get out. Yeah. And it's nice. I, I just, I keep saying this, but I just love seeing, like, today on my way over to your place, you know, I saw dozens of people appropriately spaced apart, but outside, like, yeah. doing things and being a part of life and stuff. And, um, some people might not be experiencing that, but I, it's invigorating for me to see people out there doing stuff, you know? And what I was thinking about was, like, uh, how much I have changed from when I got sober, you know? Like, before I got sober, this would have been... I would have been either t- paralyzed in fear of what's going on or thrilled as fuck that I didn't have to leave my house, you know? Yeah. I would have been finding every reason not to not to go to work and every reason to stay home and every reason to avoid doing anything at all and yeah. being completely content and okay with it. And, um, you know, the, the psychic change that's happened where I, like you were saying, I want to go to work. I want to be there for the people that work for me. You know, I have guys that, that I'm the supervisor of and I don't think it's appropriate that I should be sitting at home all day mm-hmm. while they're at work, you know, and old me would have not even had that thought. I've been like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm I'm technically cleared. Our work policy is if you have a laptop, you can work from home. Well, I have a laptop. I technically could be working from home, and I would have been taken full advantage of that before. And it's like, and you're not because because it's um, you think a bad look for to tell you to tell your um, to your subordinates that hey, you need to be out there having contact with one another, but I don't right need to be out there. Yeah, I mean, and that's sort of the philosophy, but. Not to 100%, right? It's finding the the middle ground, that gray area. Yeah, and I just think that um, whether I'm whether it's actually making a difference to those people or not, like uh, I feel like I have a responsibility to them to show up for work just like they do, you know, mm-hmm. and to um, my my 
my dad has a philosophy that he would never ask anyone to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of just like that. Like I, I wouldn't today. That's kind of where I am too. It's like, if you guys are going to be here, I'm going to be here. And, and when I can get away and know that you guys are in a position and, and with the guys that work for me, I've been, um, helping them out because uh, obviously hours are short and everything and I've been telling them to get down and go home and trying to take care of them for 40 hours still and you're, so you're paying them for 40 even if they do, if they work less than that's pretty yeah. cool so and so and then the other thing too is that one of the reasons though too why why your why your company also wants you to minimize risk and go home is because you're you are still an integral part of that operation too so they need you healthy and available right right yeah so that's probably somewhat so like uh, do you just use intuition to make those or a combination of experience and intuition or like of when to go home yeah i just have how to approach that situation is it just common sense or um because it can't be common sense because common sense it like has been said is pretty uncommon so yeah i think it's more intuition and then just experience in in the day-to-day of knowing when they're in a position that i think that they're going to still be done under hour. you know like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of using my judgment and then asking for some guidance and then you know trying to figure out how to do that and then um I mean, it's all on chartered territories. So basically what I'm doing is I'm going in before anyone gets there so I can get a lot of work done before anyone gets there. And then around in between noon and two, I'm trying to get out of there. And then I'm still working from home and I'm available all afternoon. And so, but it's kind of just a fluctuating process. And like their shortest days of the week or my shortest days of the week is kind of how I'm syncing it Mm. up. So like Tuesday, they're, you know, Right now they're doing like five hours, so I'm leaving by noon or so on a Tuesday. Thursday's their biggest day. I'm going to be there as long as I possibly can, and then. But yeah, the the reason why, I, I can work from home is because I I do a part of our business that no one else to, right now knows how to do. So, if I were to get sick and not be able to work, we might be severely affected, and not because I'm some mastermind. We just, you don't. Know, you don't train multiple people to do a job that one person can do. Right. So it's just kind of one of those things where it would be, we'd be significantly affected if I was sick and unable to work. Right. So, yeah. So I'm trying to balance that and keep the best interests of the guys that work for me, but also my employer, you know, and, and myself and, and Megan, you know, I kind of have to balance that whole thing out of like, what's best for the guys that work for me and keeping morale up there, what's best for my employer so that we can keep operating, keep things good and what's best for my family and I. So it's kind of like a learning process. So, yeah. So that's something I think going back to what you were talking about that maybe wasn't really, um, probably on our radar as selfish, self-centered people. It would have been what's best for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about like, what would this situation have looked like for me, say in my early Mm twenties And uh, I went out a lot. I was pretty social. I had I had FOMO real bad, and mm-hmm. my buddy and I had a house. Um, so um, there would have just been a party at our house every night, right? right? Where yeah. I, apparently, the bar is our house now, yep. and everybody would have had to come to us, and it would have been awesome and amazing. Exactly. Uh, so that's probably how to, I wouldn't have given one fuck. No. About you know, and like 
Yeah. Yeah. All of the panic of like the kids in Florida and stuff on spring break. It's yeah. like, dude, I get it, man. Yeah. I was that kid that would have been like, fuck this. Yeah. This is my last spring break. Yeah. I'm fucking going big. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care. Corona, yeah. what? And it's like, I get it. And it's not that. I mean, it's, that's just how I live my life. Yeah. It's like the world revolved around me and anything that was going on. The only thing I cared about was how was it affecting me. Yeah. And so to be kind of on the other side of that today and to have some life experience and to, you know, like this stuff happens to me, you know, like I don't know when that changed, but all of a sudden I my thoughts are about other people more often than myself. And, yeah. And that's, that's because of... 12-step recovery, you know, I, I, that's what I appointed to is 12-step recovery that gives me a relationship with God. So, Well, and like our book talks about the spiritual experience being a perspective change and um, how I look at the world is also mm, how, I, how I think in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's as simple as yesterday, yesterday I, I got a a vacuum sealer for food. Right. Um, cause anyway, and, and I left my, I left my wallet at work on Friday and I, I did a carry out order so I didn't have to be in the store walking around and mm-hmm. I needed an ID. I thought it turns out I didn't, mm-hmm. but I was like, fuck now I gotta go get my wallet from work and I might not be able to get in there and then I might not be able to get to this thing. And then like, so it's all this weird stress started building up that honestly wouldn't be there if there was no coronavirus. Right. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Right. And uh, but I was like, God damn it, I need this and this and this, and the world's all weird now. It's mm-hmm. like this over overwhelming sense that just the world's weird now. Yeah. And um, and Amber was Amber. I said, well, you know, just add me and I can go pick it up. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted my goddamn wallet. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like I shot her a look like. You know, and it wasn't cool. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, oh, how caring. Right. Thank you. It wasn't one of those looks. Woman? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, and then, and then I stopped. And then as I was driving the rest of the way, I was like, man, be cool. Just like, keep your shit together and be cool. Everything's going to work all right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. Everything, everything always ends up working out. I mean. Yeah. I don't want to say it works out the way I want to. Something, I mean, something fucking happens. You yeah. know what I mean? But right. It's, uh, I don't know if it's ever been what, like, um, in my, when I think my fear is always going to be the fucking worst, mm-hmm. the worst. I don't know if it's ever worked out that way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It may not have always worked out the best. Right. I think that's like, like you were saying, perception versus reality, you know? It's like my perception is it's going to end up the worst or it should be going this way and it's not. And that's like the perception and the reality is like, it's, it's just going on and that's okay that it's just going on. And the more I can be comfortable with the fact that it is just going on and I'm not in, I'm not in control of any of it. And so I just, I just kind of cruise through it. Then the more peace I find in my day to day living, I think. The, 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 um, thing that, that I've moved this further away. The thing that um, has been very apparent to me, and I have not, I have not mastered dealing with this, uh, or not even close, or even maybe even broached it. But you know, something that you, you've talked about leading up to this pandemic a lot that your sponsor talks to you about is the illusion of control. Yeah, and nothing has so uh, illustrated that as the pandemic. Right? Mm-hmm. 
nothing's in my control at this point. Right. I don't know. I can't help but if the if the stores run out of groceries or if I have to stop working or if, like n- like n- none of this stuff is in my control. Right. Um, what I have had to do is make some um, certain modifications to my life to at least ease my human tendencies, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. One of them was I had to get the Facebook app off app off of my phone I'm glad you did that dude. yeah I, I told you that this week i was like you got to get rid of that yeah. sucker dude just because uh the way the information is presented on there is oftentimes false or it's catastrophizing or it's or it's misleading or mm-hmm. and so but one thing i did do is our friend jeff had told me about a podcast called virology today yeah. before you think this is like some new hitter just 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 in time for the epidemic they've recorded 600 episodes of this podcast that's cool yeah so it's been around a while and, and they're you know uh, md phds you know, Vir- what is it virology this week i'm sorry this week in virology i think right. i said virology today i keep calling it that this week in virology yeah twiv all right and uh there's a cornell professor and a retired florida professor and um, that a guest on from, uh, you know, a director of the pediatric infectious diseases from Vanderbilt. I'm yeah. probably fucking that up. But what I like about that is I just get information, mm-hmm. information from experts doing what they've done for 600 episodes. They haven't changed the way their format for their podcast just because something's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel good about having information. I know that that's not control, mm-hmm. but it helps it helps ease yeah the uncertainty in my mind a hundred percent yeah so there's god i gotta close that heat vent that's so hot is it yeah i think it all right yeah it's go blowing for it. right on top of me oh is it yeah. yeah but so i have to do like again i have to, i can't just sit around and be like i can't just sit around and be like why can't i be more godly why can't i just be more accepting of the current situation mm-hmm. like i have to do things follow some suggestions of trusted friends you yes. know what i mean um you know, I got on that Zoom thing, which was very... And then I had to talk, which, oh, God, I was sweating so bad. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like... Uh, and then I, I have to go back to what... I can't believe I forgot to do it this morning. But, but I have to get up and do the 11th step. Mm-hmm. I have to do 10 steps. Yeah. Like, I just have to go back and do... The, the fucking formula works in all kinds of living. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think the big thing that I... um, like Like you were talking about, and I'm just glad that... Ty has told me that so much and talked about the illusion of control so much is just like the, uh, the idea that, that, um, really nothing has changed. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have control of anything before this pandemic happened. I just had the idea in my mind that things were in more control than they were. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, yeah, being, being open to that idea, I think, has helped me a lot through this thing where it's like, I don't know, like I'm I'm not in any more or any less control than I was a month ago. Like it's still the same thing. It just feels different. The illusion is that that things are much different. And like, granted, there is some reality to that. But like, I also, I wasn't in control of whether I was going to get to go to work or if I lived or died. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff that was out of my control before this thing happened. There, like, and now we're going to get into some philosophy philosophic questioning on my part but isn't that i mean isn't that the most fucked up like you tell yourself like at least well once it started to matter right like Mm -hmm. i know i finally got my shit together Mm -hmm. and if i just show up for work every day and if i'm just honest and if i just work hard and if i just do all of these things then i'm going to get all the things that come from those things and like that's how life works right you get out what you put in yeah 
but Maybe, then yeah. a pandemic comes along and um doesn't give a fuck man right if you just happen to be in the restaurant industry sorry bro yeah. you know i don't care how hard you worked i don't care that you just opened this restaurant or whatever it mm-hmm. is you know what i mean yep like doesn't matter the pandemic yeah you know like i don't know that's just a that's a fucking tough that's a I can see why spiritually practiced people are able to reconcile the illusion of control and go on living despite that. Yeah. And I suppose that's just a manifest of ego that wants to have a say in control and tell myself that if I do certain things and live in a certain way, that then I'm just going to be able to experience some sort of peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, I do. And that's what I was going to get into is that's why the 12-step world or like the, the action that I do in that isn't designed for me to yield uh success in the like in the physical world if that makes sense you know what i mean it's a spiritual program and so it's like my 11th step isn't gonna get me more money at work you know like no but it's gonna it's gonna change my perspective and allow me to be okay with what's going on and 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 maybe have a change in perspective of what's you know what i mean like it's not necessarily at least that's what I like about the 12 steps is like, and, and that, that principled living is, um, I'm not putting something into it so that I can get something out of it yeah. tangible. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm doing this work and I do 11 step work and I do my morning routine still. And I do my nightly review still. And, and I, you know, I've stayed in contact, even though I'm not meeting with people, I've been on the phone with multiple people that are in recovery and two of my sponsees I'm talking to multiple times a week. And, you know, I talked to Brian, who's been on the podcast for like a half an hour yesterday, and it's like those things I can do despite my present circumstances, and I can be okay with what with my life despite what's going on in the physical realm if I continue to work a 12-step program. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it talks about it. I think we talked about this last week where it talks, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, talks about it in like... um towards like page 100 in that area, you know, is like, I can be okay despite present circumstances. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of a spiritually principled life is I can be okay no matter what's going on around me. So, so I have another question. Like, so Zazen, like on that book, Zazen mind, beginner's mind. Or yeah, dude. They talk about, you know, if you're doing Zazen to get something out of Zazen, you're doing Zazen wrong. Mm-hmm. You just do Zazen to do Zazen, right? Right. <laughs> but then, like, our literature talks about, like, a person, for a person who's, um, whose hopes is that the growth and maintenance or something of a spiritual uh, experience, these things are grave or infinitely grave. I mm-hmm. think it's talking about resentment at that point right Mm -hmm. so then it says like we are you know we are doing these steps to have a spiritual experience right you know what i mean so there's almost like uh or maybe once you have the spiritual experience then you can get into the zazen and just have a spiritual life to have a spiritual life and not to gain anything from it but i mean we're talking about having victory over alcohol Mm -hmm. you know as one of our goals or the, the one of the the terms used in our literature also yeah so it's sort of uh i don't know is there a conflicting thing there I'm just, I'm just having a, so I'm just having a conversation like I would normally have. For sure. No, I think that's great. Usually I just try to share experience, but now I'm just genuinely filled with all of these questions. Yeah. Well, and it's not like I have the answers, you know, but I can share my perspective or experience and, and I would think, yeah, like part of you is doing stuff for a result or me, you know, like I take the 12 steps or I participate in, in recovery 
uh, to stay away from alcohol. But then the mo- like as a result of doing that, my spiritual perspective continues to grow and change. And then I realize that maybe um, the, the, the end result isn't to gain something or to get something. It's to just grow. And it's really hard to, um, and I wish I had the right words to like, how the physical realm and the spiritual realm kind of interact because they're, they're both there, you know, and it's hard because the physical realm, like for me, my, my physical world, like has gotten dramatically better as a result of growing spiritually, you know, like my life is different. I have a fiance, I have a home, I have a job, I make more money than I ever have in my life. I have a dog, you know, like all of these things have happened, but like, um, I'm not so sure any of those would happen if I wouldn't have grown spiritually. I don't know if they would have. So it's like my mission is to grow spiritually and then kind of be detached from what happens in in the rest of it, I think. Like, uh, and I suppose as far as like victory over alcohol, like that, 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 that is, that's the initial thing. That's the common denominator that brings Mm -hmm. everybody into that 12 step group. Or for me, it was opiate addiction or whatever. But like our book talks about, you know, and we, you know, going back to the beginning when we use the term recovered, like at some point, um, at some point the obsession to drink or use drugs is, um, it doesn't exist anymore right it's like the problem has removed Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist and so like that's the point of i don't know that i would consider i guess being recovered so i mean or or maybe not but like my point is is at some point that that's gone that Mm -hmm. problem is gone right right? fortunately not not too far down the road this time for me Mm -hmm. and uh at that point then it becomes a, a matter of spiritual living and spiritual growth and um navigating 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 the world and continuing to grow spiritually yeah so then that's not even a thing anymore right and not that it can't be i've had that experience too yeah where it comes back or yes completely unaware that it came back and it's back you know like all of a sudden it's there yes and it's ever present and pushing on me and so i mean yeah i I don't know, I guess, and I don't know what happened. I've shared this quite a bit on this podcast of like one day I just realized I don't really want to go backwards anymore, (laughs) you know? And I think so it's like, that doesn't mean I freaking do everything. And, you know, there's shit that I do wrong all the time and I struggle and still fall short and stuff. But it's like, I know without a doubt in my mind that the the way to continue to go forward is through a spiritually principled life. So I just do the things that are suggested a little bit easier than I used to, you know, like at one time it was really hard and I would struggle and it was like, I would push back a ton and be like, ah, I don't want to fucking do that. Ah, I'm not going to call anyone. Ah, I'm going to skip morning. And it's like, I don't know one, one day, I don't know what happened. Like, and that's why I say like, it happened to me. Yeah. It's not something that I had this like, creative idea of like you know what i'm just not gonna ever yeah it was like just one day it was just like this isn't worth all like the struggle and the the um like uh god i can't even think of the right word but like the struggle of it isn't worth not doing it anymore so it's it's just easier to to, to try to do it you know yeah and i fall short 
still regularly, sure. you know, but it's like, it, I just try today. I, uh, I think you do the same. I think you tend to be harder on yourself than. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, some of it's because we're sitting here with the podcast talking about this shit and I better be honest about it because I see people, my wife listens every week. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's gonna be like, mm, I don't know about that dude. Yeah. You know, and, or I see people or I know people and I have to at least be able to hold my, hold myself to account somewhat or this whole entire podcast is horseshit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, get off me, bro. I'm not sitting in my usual seat because I'm trying to stay away from fuck. Yeah, dude. dude that's about, we're like four feet away. Usually yeah, today we doubled it up. We doubled you. our space. We, you're in the guest seat. Yeah. I said yeah. where our guests usually sit. Oh, and speaking of that, um, we were going to have a guest on and you know, because this situation is, has causes unexpected changes in people's lives. We think we'll have that person next week, so yeah, uh, we're we're gonna plan for having a guest on next week. And you know, like you'd think it would be easier right now with everybody stuck at home to get guests, but I'm not I'm not sure that's the case. I don't think that like being on our recovery podcast is tops on everyone's list right now. Right. Well, so. and also like what was going on with her is she's in a place where like the internet isn't great because she lives in a mountain town mm-hmm. and everyone's at home (laughs) so everyone's using the internet and they like their grid was overwhelmed and so they were trying to add extra infrastructure so that the internet worked because it was going down i guess so yeah i it's crazy it's a wild place right now so so i was thinking while you were there talking because you you know mentioned spiritual principles living and we talked about that beforehand and uh and then i was like fuck man we've talked on our podcast a lot like if you go back like one of them is called spiritual Pr- principle living is hard mm-hmm. we keep talking about spiritual we keep talking about spiritually principled living mm-hmm. but i mean that's probably because once you get through the work that's what you're fucking supposed to do with the rest of your life yeah so exactly. and like uh honestly this ain't no shit this is like three weeks experience Spiritually principled living in a pandemic is different than spiritually principled living in the rest of my life so far. How so? In that um, there are things going on around me. I guess this maybe it's not. Maybe it's not different. But there are things going on around me that are out of my control that are making my life weird as fuck. Mm. Like going to the grocery store. Like it seems like this is how I, I, I don't know how I explain it. It seems like uh, it seems like there's like this force pressing in on all of the world at the same time, mm-hmm. and so like everybody, everybody I talk to, or not a lot of people I talk to, seem to be a little short, or or they're. Eh, I don't want to say that either, man. That's not true. I don't know what is true. Some people don't. Some people are just completely, nah, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, and and uh, I guess are just going about their lives as normal. So so uh, so maybe spiritually principled living for me maybe is different in a in a in a pandemic than it is during the rest of the world. Perhaps mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't experiencing the same thing. But I know just for Amber this morning, she went and tried to grab some stuff, and they were out of the things that she was looking for. Mm-hmm. And she was having this internal fight, and I've had this internal fight too, of going to the store and seeing something that's in short supply, but knowing that we have a little bit of it. And, and so not we, collecting a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't want to be greedy, mm-hmm. you know, but also I I do know that in a, in a couple of weeks I won't have this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like this moral dilemma of do I get this thing now 
or, and possibly hoard when somebody needs it more, yeah. or do I like fucking Tylenol? You can't get Tylenol anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> because it works. And, uh, I, according to that virology podcast, which the problem with ibuprofen is when you take it when you have COVID, it can increase the length of the illness. Mm. So they're just using Tylenol gotcha. as a fever reducer instead of ibuprofen. But all we get here is the clip ibuprofen bad and everybody goes and buys up all the Tylenol you right know? and so like but we were genuinely out of Tylenol so we're like fuck I can't get a Tylenol around here <laughs> yeah. so just weird shit like that I just find I, I guess for me I just have a I'm I just have a I just I'm shorter to panic I guess I just fear if I'm not in fear it seems like it's right in the next room mm. and so it's just um I guess it's just uh but I think that this is uh, an opportunity to grow for myself and hopefully for humans as a whole, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, and it's uncharted waters. Yeah. No one has been, you can't call your grandma and be like, hey, what What did you guys do when this happened before? You know, like it's. This is new yeah. to everybody, so no one knows how to act or react. So it's, it, yeah, it comes with a whole lot of uncertainty, and everyone is having different experiences yeah. with it too, which is important to, because like you were saying, I am in a similar boat where like, if I look at just how my life is going, if I didn't, if I didn't know that this was going on, my my life hasn't changed. Yeah, you know, like work is a little bit different, but if I didn't know that it would be pretty normal and yeah. like other people are not having that experience. Uh-uh. And I think that, um, it's important to keep that in mind that like, I am I'm on easy street right now, yeah. you know, and that yeah. it might change. It might be different. Yeah. And, um, but the, the, hopefully if things continue to, or if they get worse that I, uh, can keep that in the forefront of my mind. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that it, there's a solution still it's scary though yeah i can see that i'm not sure that i'm always necessarily good at being empathetic towards others Mm -hmm. and um or sometimes when i am it's more out of a state of self-righteousness about you can't do this look at what you're doing to these people right right? that's how i was (laughs) when the government started closing shit down Mm -hmm. i was just like how the fuck can you do that to all of these people um but uh, I guess I don't. So maybe this is new new to me to like say like be on that um, Zoom meeting yesterday, and you know um, having people that I mean they were they weren't they weren't you know complaining or whining or attention seeking. They were just like this is definitely directly affecting me mm-hmm. and my ability to earn money. And um, and they were recovered people and they were handling it with grace and dignity. But but I mean I mean I, I don't and maybe this is. I just don't, it's new to me to feel like genuine empathy for those people and Mm -hmm. and my heart going out to what's going on with this thing while all the while knowing my life's been largely unaffected by it. And like, so how, you know, I just, uh, you know, I guess I just, uh, I don't know. There's probably a lot of humility that has to be acted out in order to 
handle this situation that is in a way that's spiritual. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just be like, well, I don't know. It's not affecting me, you know, whatever. When mm-hmm. people I sat, you know, face to not face to face with, but you know, um, who, you know, who, who it may have, you know, have a devastating impact on, you know, mm-hmm. but like, and those guys were going out and being of service despite that too. That was the crazy thing. Yeah. I was like, it's not even affected me. And I went into full fucking cat down a curtain claws mode, like <laughs> freaking the fuck out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, man, but, uh, to just try and mm, remain spiritually principled and, and, and faith, right. And, and truly the, the knowing, the knowing, knowing that God is in here, allowing God to work in and through me. Yes. Um, and I suppose that's maybe where the empathy comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I sure as fuck didn't give a fuck about anybody before all of this. Yeah. So I don't just, it is a new thing to like genuinely be concerned about people. Right. Well, and we're talking a bunch about spiritually principled living, but like in order to do that, like you and I always talk about, that's an action thing. It's not just knowing that there's spiritually principled living out there. It's like, like you said, humility being acted out you know, service being acted out in the face of all of this stuff. Like it's, it's an action. It's not, um, just having cool words or, or, you know, knowing that, that there's a way out, but it's actually like acting that out and emitting that into the world and like trying to be the, the serenity and calamity, you know? And it's like, I think that's one thing, um, at work, it's important to do, and like my my boss, my main boss, he's really good at that. Like he's very, um, it's it's my dad. He's mm-hmm. very, he's bringing a sense of like calm and like mm-hmm. not overreacting. And like to see him at the top, kind of leading by example of like we're gonna be okay. And like this is what we're doing. We're taking preventive measures. We're gonna try to help people out with this, this, and this. And like bringing a sense of calm in all of mm-hmm. this chaos is nice to have. And it's like, that's something I think we're, we're supposed to do. Like yeah. we're supposed to be able to bring some serenity to, to stuff today. Yeah. So I think it's important to try to, try to try to do that. And how I do that, I don't know, but besides ask for guidance and follow it. But Probably it just goes back to my, you know, I just was thinking as you were saying that, like, how do I act that out? And it starts in the morning. Yeah. You know, with exactly. meditation, yeah, action. it starts with being, um, doing 10 steps when that fear starts to creep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's hard to know. I forgot, you know, it's just uh, so silly. Yesterday we got that food process or the food vacuum sealer and, uh, and I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> I was getting frustrated. <laughs> and then the thought occurred to me, Hey man, you've never had a vacuum sealer before. How the fuck would you know how to use a vacuum? <laughs> yeah, so, dude, that's so funny. I was like, you don't need to get frustrated. Yep. You'll figure it out. Yes, <laughs> dude. So then, it, then it, because I was about to snip at Amber again. Right. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Just, you'll figure it out. This <laughs> is a food vacuum filler. It's so not a big, funny. not a big deal, man. But yep. I mean, that's a little bit of that just being on edge right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish I could fully let go and fully have faith, but there's just, uh, I'm still just a little bit on edge and I don't even know. Yeah. But, but again, I think like the, the awareness that you get, you have to kind of realize, Oh shit, this is just a vacuum sealer. Like that's the win and the whole thing. You know what I mean? That is the spiritually principled living. Like it would be awesome to be in a place where like, I just naturally, I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm so calm. But it's like, that's not my experience either. But my experience is like, I have the awareness to be like, I'm kind of getting short and annoyed here. 
and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. That's the spiritual yeah. awareness of it. And yeah. that's why I always say, I think you're too hard on yourself. Because yeah. like, you could have flown off your handle and yelled at Amber or kicked your dog. or You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have reacted yeah. poorly, but the awareness of like, hey, this really isn't that big of a deal. That's the, that's the whole principle yeah. to me is yeah. like, oh, I'm doing it. So yeah. it's not, I do it effortlessly and without, you know, like I would love to just, oh, I'm so fucking zazen, I'm killing this thing, you know? I pretty much just float on top of the earth about <laughs> yeah. an inch. I don't even have to walk anymore. Yeah, but it's like, that's not the yeah. the win. The win is like, I, I feel this thing and I'm aware of it and I'm able to like kind of detach from it and let it go pretty quickly and yeah. not like lock onto it and then react poorly. So I think that's the positive of it all. So I wanted to, how, how long are we in? We're 43 minutes. I wanted to get back to, we just keep getting further and further and away from and sidetracked, but I wanted to get back to your half marathon. And yes. Can I, can I ask you more questions? Sure, about dude. Fire away. So like, um, you had heard, um, my, uh, 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 we, I talked to my, was she wasn't on here. She hasn't been on here yet, but we had talked to my cousin mm-hmm. was at a FOTS or something. And she had just ran a half marathon and you had told me, yes. And she, uh, she, she missed the, t- <clears throat> she missed <clears throat> as she listens to our podcast. She missed the two hour mark. Right. Because apparently she just didn't train that hard or she's just not that athletic. I'm just kidding. I'll be lucky <laughs> to run a half marathon in three hours, just so you know. That's but, so uh, but so at that point you had started or you had got the number two hours in your head, right? Like that's so like you, at some point you're like, okay, I'd like to run a sub two hour half marathon. Yes. And just for the people that wouldn't know half marathons, 13.1 miles. Yes. And so you need to run a, a nine minute clip. It's like 909 or okay. something is the goal. Yeah. yeah. Like if you run a 909 mile for all 13.1 miles, you would get under two hours. So aside from like soccer practice and soccer, when you were in a structured team sport in high school, have mm-hmm. you ever created your own training plan or gone out and learned something you didn't know about or no? no? No. I mean, in all honesty, I've never dedicated myself to a, a, goal like like a fitness goal yeah in my whole life okay uh, even when i was playing sports i was thinking about it today like i didn't i mean the, there's no reason to like oh i wish i could have had like the old times but it's like if i would have known now what i knew when i was then i would have been such a better athlete yeah. more dedicated and determined you know like I was not that at all. I yeah. just showed up on yeah. game day and I didn't give a shit. I would party the night before. I didn't yeah. care about anything, yeah. you know. So so no, this is the first time I've ever been like this is something I want to do and I don't even know why I fucking hate running. Yeah. I enjoy it now, but yeah. like when I when I started it was like I hate running. My knees hurt after like a mile. My ankles are bad from soccer. Like I don't want to do it. So um this was the first time I've ever kind of set out with a, a physical goal. Yeah. And so like, talk about that though, at the beginning too, cause our boy Jeff's back on the running. Good. That's again, awesome. He's getting about a mile a day. Yes. You know, and he was, he's like me, he like, he's harder on himself than I am, mm-hmm. you know? And so he was, you know, talking about it, but then, you know, a little bit in jest, you know, giving, giving himself a hard time. And I'm like, bro, that's where we all start out. Yes, though. dude. And you said on your Instagram post, like you could barely run two miles when you started out, right? Yep. So I have a watch that Megan got me for my birthday. It's an Apple watch. And so it tracks my exercise. And I think it was right around mid-October was when Megan was like, I'm going to do a half a marathon. And I was like, I, 
I want to do that too. And I don't know why, but I was like, I want to do that too. I think probably because of her, she's, she's always doing stuff. She did a 10 K she's done multiple five. She's just active, you know? And so, um, I was feeling a little lazy and out of shape and my, my gym effort wasn't really that good at the time. And so, um, I was like, I want to do that too. And my first run, I looked the other day, my first run was like 1.45 miles and my heart rate was like in the one eighties. I was exhausted and I remember running it. And then my next run was like 10 days later. Cause I was like, I hurt. I didn't want to yeah. do it. I yeah. hated it. I yeah, was like, yeah, this yeah. sucks. So, um, I was having a hard time. My, my first three mile run that I think I've ever done that I've actually tracked was in November, like mid November. I did a three mile run. And here's what, so like, here's my experience too, with that and exercising, having done the triathlon is what happens is, oops, I just burped into the microphone. Did it, dude? <laughs> That's sausage. Yeah. <laughs> That's breakfast sausage. <laughs> um, so, but what, what happened was like, you go out and started training. I went out and started training initially and experienced those lumps and bumps and soreness and the long recovery time. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy at the very beginning to just want to quit. Just, yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. If, if you can just make it past the first couple months, yes, that stuff starts to go away. Mm-hmm. And then you can like work on that goal setting and figure it out. And like, man, I can read training plan after training plan, or I can just go fucking figure it out. Right. Is yes. that, is that what you, you did the same thing, right? you like, looked at this, maybe got some general ideas, yep. but ultimately you got, you just sort of figured what worked for you. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? Like, what, did, how did you alternate or differentiate? Cause you can't just go jog every day. Right. Right. So, well, what I did, and I'm, I don't know, everyone's different. And that's yeah. why I would encourage everyone to kind of play with stuff. And, and some people's training plans probably would work better than mine did, but a, I got a lot of inspiration from Cam Haynes, who I'm going to shout out, even though nobody, he's a fucking beast. He's a hunter, but he's an ultra marathon runner. He's just an inspirational dude. And when anytime anybody asks him what he does, he's like, I just go run. Like, that's my training plan is I just run. Okay. I don't ever take days off. I just run. And he's a beast, you know? Yeah. And so I, for me, it was like, I want to run a sub two hour half marathon. That's my goal. If you read, that's like a pretty pretty respectable half marathon time just in running in the running world, yeah. which I don't know anything about. I don't know shit about the running world, but I know that two hours of respectable time, so that's my goal. That's what I'm gonna try to do. And so it was like I need to run nine mile nine minute miles. So I just started trying to do that. And then um what I would do is as I started to get in better shape, because at first it was like I'm just trying to run the nine minute miles, and if I can run two miles and nine minute miles, that's what I'm doing today. Cause that's my goal. And then as I started to get in better shape and I could start to run three to five miles, I would do a slow run where I would run like five miles at like a nine thirty to 10 minute mile with a slower heart rate. Yes. And then I would do a, I would call it a pace run where I would run like three miles under the nine minute mile goal. So at one run, you were sort of just, um, maybe even like getting so getting your legs getting your body in shape used to longer runs Mm -hmm. giving your heart a bit of a rest giving your lungs a bit of a rest yes and then on the other run you were pushing your heart rate pushing your body a little bit more yes so you almost had like a relaxed run and then a push run yes and then i would do one run so for the first two months i was running i did three runs a week basically okay and the third one was just as long as i could go 
Okay. So it would be like seven miles or something or an eight mile run. And it was just like, I'm going to run as long as I can. I don't care what the time is. I don't care what the heart rate is. I'm just going to run. And then one run where I'm running fast for a short period and one run where I'm kind of running mid range, but slow and just kind of, and then probably a month ago, I, I've been able to run pretty well for a while. And a month ago, I just was like, I'm going to run as much as I can. And so I was running 20 to 25 miles a week for the last month. So, and then this week I ran, I didn't even know I was going to do the half marathon on Friday. I was just going to go for a run and I had ran like eight miles on Tuesday and five miles on Thursday. So I was, I was like, I'll run, you know, five miles or something. And on Friday, I just felt good. So I was like, I'm, Go for I'm it. I'm five miles in on fuck it. I'm going for it, yeah. you know? And so I just went for it and then wanted to quit like three different times. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing I get from running is persevering mentally Yeah. of like, oh, I want to yeah. quit yeah. and not quitting, yeah. you know, and just being like, oh, you know, I got a cramp around mile three and I yeah. never cramp. Like I had a side cramp around yeah. three miles and I'm like, I never cramp. And then after the cramp went away around four miles, I was like, I feel fucking great. Yeah. I'm going for it. And then around like eight miles, I was like, Ugh, I want to quit. Yeah. And then around like 11 miles, because I've never ran more than 10 miles before Friday. I've never done that. And around 11 miles, I was like, I'm going to quit. And then the last two miles, I just thought the whole time, how I don't want to be a fuck up yeah. <laughs> and like be a person that says they're going to do stuff and doesn't do it and quits. And so then the last two miles were like out of spite. <laughs> so. that, that's uh that's good insight too. Cause like, uh, I always think that, okay, I'm going to train for something and then I'm just going to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And on that, and during that time, I'm going to just feel great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not my experience either. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and just running it just, you know, the fucking runs in between are terrible. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I, uh, Goggins posts these videos and one thing he always says is like I'm out here by myself and nobody's gonna know I mm-hmm. should just stop that's what his head tells him exactly and that's what mine tells me I was like you're down in a basement running on a treadmill for the last fucking hour nobody who cares if you run an hour 20 or an hour just yep. stop yeah and then something makes you keep going yeah but uh, I remember when I did the the ride for sight when my buddy who's an eye doctor was the one who told me you know asked me if I wanted to do it and I was like, yeah, I think the farthest I'd ever ran road was about 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'd like to do a, I was like, yeah, I can probably do 30, 40 miles. He's like, well, let's, what do you think about a metric century, which is 62 miles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking three times farther than I've ever ridden. <laughs> yeah. Sounds terrible. Right. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know, because you know, I don't want to look like a pussy. Right, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you go out. And, uh, and I wasn't intentionally trying to fast. I just didn't eat anything that morning because mm-hmm. I just don't, usually don't eat in the mornings. And so then I was out there fasted on this bike, and my legs are just fucking killing me <laughs> at the turnaround point. And we're only at the turnaround. Then there's this huge hill coming back and I, at some point I just wanted to quit so bad mm-hmm. I was just like I just wanted to stop but a guy from work was with me and Doc was with me and I was like fuck I gotta keep going man Yeah. and Doc was great though he was like man and he, I must have seen the look on my face he was like we're almost there man Yeah. you know we only got 20 miles to go Yeah. <laughs> only 20 what God. are you talking about yeah dude you know but so like and that was with people there mm-hmm. that was an actual event wanting to quit yes not even by myself on a fucking snowy Friday right so I can certainly understand and so, yeah, you're right. Like, that's where the uh, the test is somewhat physical, but much of it is mental. Yes. And it comes between October, too, though. I mean, not just the Friday itself, but how many times between October 
Mm-hmm. And especially maybe if you found out the well, by that point you were probably already committed. But there's just a lot of times where like, you just you don't want to do it. Right. All the time. Yeah. Most days I don't want to go for a run. Yeah. And then after two miles I'm ready to quit again. And then I feel pretty good after that. But like most days I still am like, ah, I don't really want to fucking yeah. go for a run, you know, it's hard. Yeah. But that's the um the the fortitude or whatever you want to call it that that I think people get out of exercise and I could get it. And the other thing I'm glad is, cause we've talked about doing a marathon in September is I don't know if I could have done it. Mm. I was fucking, my knees were hurting. My ankles were hurting. You know, I was like, damn, I'm fucking, I am feeling it. So I took yesterday off, but then I ran again this morning. So I think I'd be fine to do it, but it's just like, that's a, another mental hurdle of like, I don't know if I could do it, you know? Yeah. So Jenny asked me this morning, she just randomly texted me and asked me if I'd started training yet. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I was like, sort of, I mean, I ran on the treadmill this, this winter. Yeah. I was like, I'm waiting for it to get warm outside. I'm on, I honestly <laughs> yeah. am though, man, if I can just get to those like 40 degree mornings outside, mm-hmm. I can go out there and get after it. Yeah. And Cause I'm not an after work kind of guy. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I've already spent all my stuff. So. Yeah. Morning works great. And a winter ago, I was motivated. I had winter gear, and I'd go out and run at fucking middle of winter at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not that motivated anymore. (laughs) No, it's hard, man. But I think, um, and again, everyone has different stuff, and you're in in better physical shape than I am. So you're probably all right. You know, it's not like you're behind the eight ball or anything. You'll be more than fine. I'm not worried about you at all. So, But, yeah, it's good. And uh, I don't know. Just overcoming stuff and accomplishing a goal. Like, who would think that's important? You know, like, yeah. like I've got a lot of stuff going on. I got real world shit yeah. happening. There's you know? a fucking pandemic yeah. happening right now. Exactly. And like, well, you know, my job. You know, like, there's just a lot of stuff. But like, I don't know the. Mm. Those it, are the nuggets that keep us going. Exactly. Man. Yeah. It's like I feel great, and I was like, I felt accomplished, but not like full of myself. I was just like, I actually did yeah. something that I said I was gonna do. While we're sitting here, Megan just texted me, and she just did hers. She did? I was going to ask you if she did. She just did. She just texted me now, 13.1 in 2 hours and 11 minutes. Wow. 10-minute pace. Yeah, she just did hers. That's That's awesome. awesome. Burned 1,100 calories. Shout out to Megan. Hell yeah, way to go. Yeah, because she was like, she was stoked. You know, that was what was cool. It was like on Friday, I sent her a picture, and I sent you one, and she was like, that's so awesome. Like, because she's in better shape than I am, too. You know, she was running six miles before we even talked about a half marathon. So like to, but on Friday she was stoked and she's like, I'm going to go for it. I think this weekend. So I'm so happy. She just did hers too. So hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. So, but yeah, it's good. Physical exercise is keeping me sane right now. I would say like just, you know, there's not a lot of meetings. I haven't talked, I've talked to sponsees, but I haven't talked to just like, recovery people yeah. i've been in a room with recovery people in three weeks now yeah. so yeah this podcast helps me i didn't realize how much sitting around listening to those other people talk mm-hmm. and they were like recovered people so it was doable mm-hmm. um uh just for the the awareness of again um the thing that i just keep coming back to is like what the plan is going forward for me in order to deal with whatever comes is to meditate in the morning, review my night in the evening, mm-hmm. and uh, in between remind myself that I'm no longer running the show. Yeah. 
reminding myself so many times each day that will not mine be done. Get it, dude. Yeah, so I love that's it. a pretty good plan. Heck yeah. Um, and then the other thing too, real quick, because I haven't exercised in about a week, and I know that um, you know our buddy um, has been on and then got off before and got off the trail. One of the I remember. I remember a lot of like um, things from. Dan gets to do live today. Mm -hmm. Dan, since I've had so many sponsors named Dan. Yeah, how's he doing? Because he's training. Is he still training? Yeah, he switched. He went from keto to vegetarian or vegan. Really? So I haven't talked to him since he made the switch. Because he was funny. He called me and he he was like, he was on a business trip and like ate a cookie and then just went completely off the fucking rails. I was like, he was like, he was like, it was my, and I was like, yeah talk to jeff and i we know all about that <laughs> yeah, bro dude. like that's the thing about this diet man when you go off and it's trigger something and we're already we're already prone to not be able to moderate anyway yeah can, yeah impulse yeah and so so anyway so he was yeah he's 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 and, and uh he's i think he's doing all right i haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks good because uh, he's training for an iron man yeah is he still training yeah he's awesome. still training he was we um, should get him on again soon and see how it's coming. Yeah. I would be interested. And he's awesome, dude, to just talk to. Yeah, so. he is. Yeah, uh, he's, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. But so, like, then maybe that's why I remember so many things he told me. But the thing was, he was like, hey, man, when we get off the track, it's not necessary to go walking our way back through the forest, trying to figure out where we got off yeah, and do a bunch of analyzation. We just see the track and we just get go on get there. back on. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So... So that that applies to everything. Mm -hmm. That applies to the 11th step. That applies to exercise. That applies to amends. That applies to... People experience relapse. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like there doesn't need to be a whole lot of analyzation. No. Right? We get awareness through... We do. We do. We we review our day. Our book talks about when we meet with our family, we sit down and frankly analyze the past. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we don't do that. But... um, this is a situation, you know, in, in my life where I do, I've already experienced the answer and I know what it is, whether mm-hmm. it's exercise related, although that's not really my main concern. Well, I'm really not too concerned about anything. I just this week's been a good reminder for me to know where, you know, I just have to go get back on that track. Yeah, Not exactly. that I'm necessarily off the track, but right. I have to do what got me to this point. Yes. And learn how to persevere and be a whole man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. We're over so an hour. You just... Go do all that shit, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Megan. Yeah, way to go. I'm real proud of her. Congrats on That's the so uh, awesome. half marathon. She's a freaking beast. Uh, hey, if you want to get a hold of us and uh, maybe talk about, you know, like what uh, spiritual principle living um, has helped you through this current situation or mm-hmm. through normal life or if you want to just uh, offer up some hate mail, we're open to that too. Any and everything. Yeah. Our where our, do they do that at? Uh, RecoveredAFpodcast at uh, gmail.com. Yep. We have an Instagram page. Go go look at Kyle and his red shoes. Uh, My fresh Nikes, dude. Those are our, expensive running shoes, but they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever had. On our Instagram page at RecoveredAFpodcast. Hell yeah. We haven't heard from Randy in a while. Yeah. hope she's all right. I hope she's good. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to our friend Ryan. I haven't heard from him in a while either. Shout out to Sharon G. Sharon G. My mama. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a... Did you say Instagram? You did, because you said check out my red shoes. Yeah. And then uh, you can rate us, too. 
If you have the podcast oh. app on we got another Apple phones, one. we got another nice one. That I don't even awesome. know who it is, but yeah. yeah. A, 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 she was like, I'm going to listen 71 backwards. And then she probably got three into it. I was like, these idiots. Yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> Especially Aaron. <laughs> Kyle, I don't know what Kyle looks like, but he sounds hideous. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Fucking hairless.